are you going to be your own best friend and empower yourself to live your best life ever or are you going to keep yourself stuck you get to choose so it's like make the right choice this is it it's not a dress rehearsal i believe that the opposite of depression it's not happiness it's purpose i believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world and that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short, and to stop sitting it out, and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business, it's about contribution, it's about meaning. That is what we seek, that is what we truly want, and you absolutely are here to serve the world, and I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to KiwiCo for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on projects for kids to make learning about STEAM fun. Designed by experts and tested by kids. Go to kiwico.com slash dreamjob to get your first month free on select crates. Hey guys, it's Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I hope that you guys had a beautiful weekend. I don't know how many of you heard, but we did another Real Talk episode, my husband and I, yesterday, and we had two special guests, Adam and Danielle Silverstein, on the show. They are amazing. They have their own podcast called Marriage and Martinis, and we just had a super real conversation about what our marriage is really like behind the scenes. And to celebrate that episode, we're doing a giveaway, actually. So if you go to my Instagram at kathy.heller, it's a super easy to enter the giveaway. You'll see it on my Instagram. Uh, you basically make sure you're following me on Instagram and following them on Instagram. And we're giving uh, two people three awesome gift cards, one to Amazon, one to wine.com, and one to DoorDash. And we'll give two people all three gift cards each. So you might want to go ahead and get in on that. And it's been fun. It's been fun to do these shows with my husband. It's one of the nice things that's come out of quarantine is having more time together. It doesn't mean that we have the perfect day every day. It doesn't mean that we never get on each other's nerves. Um, but at the same time, I feel like in so many ways, for so long, I've been married to taking the kids to school and running around and married to my job. And I haven't really had a lot of time to just talk to him, hang out with him. And even having quality time with the kids, it's been really nice. So at the same time, though, I do want to say I have a feeling I put on a few pounds because I've been snacking. We've been making cookies like every two minutes and I've been having rosé and, you know, happy hour moves up a little earlier every day. It started at five. Now maybe it's three o'clock. Um, so I don't know about you, but I just feel like we could all use some extra grace with ourselves. You know, like now is not the time to beat yourself up. Like there's literally no human being right now who's able to say, oh my God, I've been through this so many times. I know how to do a pandemic. It's so nothing. I've got this. I'm crushing it. Blah, blah, blah. Like no one knows how the heck to ace this thing. And we're all just doing the best we can. So just please be extra gentle and kind to yourself. That's all I'm saying. And because I want to be here for you, 
Do you know that I'm doing a huge five-day awesome hangout with you guys next week? It's called Here for This because I'm here for this. I'm here for all the things. And I will be live every single day in a private pop-up Facebook group next week starting May 11th at noon Pacific Standard Time. If you can't make it live, don't worry. If you sign up, we'll send you the replays. I'm really, really excited about it. If you want to sign up, go to kathyheller.com slash challenge, or you can sign up in the link in my bio. But essentially, I've heard you say so many times that one of the things that you really, really, really want is to grow an audience online and not just an audience. It's not just like, look at me, it's come with me, right? You want to have a community. You want to have connection. And that's a very core human value and need. And I'm here for that. I want to show you guys whatever I feel I've learned in building such a beautiful community. I do think that we live in a time where there's such an empathy deficit. And I do believe that if we can lean in to being our absolute unabashed selves. It's incredible what's on the other side because I don't think the cost of admission is perfect. I think the cost of admission is just courage. And we're going to talk about how to build a community. And we're also going to talk about all the incredible opportunities that are literally here for you. Because in this pandemic, one of the things that you might be considering is what do I really want? What are really the gifts? Like what did God really put me in the world to do? What's What's truly my thing? And could I do my thing? Could I work for myself? And could I do that from my home? So it'd be like pandemic proof. And I want to show you how you can build a business. We, we are all created to serve. And so to me, business is empathy sort of magnified. So we're going to talk about all the things. We're going to talk about what is possible here. We're going to talk about how to be with what we're feeling and how to show up for ourselves, show up for each other. And I'm going to lay out for you what are all the possible ways to make a living online, um, whether it's through courses, memberships, podcasts, service-based packages, affiliates, like e-courses. There's just so many awesome things. And I want to show you how to do it in a way where it's not like, oh, I have to learn how to build a list first of 50,000 or how to write a funnel. No, 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 no. I want to show you how to do it the Kathy way where it just feels like you and it feels accessible. So come join us. Go to kathyheller.com slash challenge and sign up because we're going to start next Monday and I'm really, really excited about it. All right. Well, I am over the moon because today... Carrie Green is here, and she's such an incredible example of what's possible to build online. I'm so happy that she's here of all the times now because her journey is so powerful. You're going to hear her share it, and you're going to fall in love with her. She's the founder of the Female Entrepreneur Association, an international best-selling author, and she's a podcaster. It's absolutely mind-blowing what she's built. The Female Entrepreneur Association is a global network that inspires and empowers over 800,000 women from around the world. And it helps them turn their ideas into a reality and build wildly successful businesses. One thing I especially love about it is she has a membership called the Members Club, which includes guest expert masterclasses, workshops, accountability partners, so much. And I think it's so interesting as a business model. And this is part of what we're going to talk about next week as well in our five-day challenge. Like, how can you build one of these things? She's going to tell you all the details about how she operates her membership and how she's been able to grow it. If you haven't read Carrie's best-selling book, go get yourself a copy. It's called She Means Business, 
turn your ideas into reality and become a wildly successful entrepreneur. And she has a podcast also called She Means Business, where she shares incredible stories of female entrepreneurs who are building the business of their dreams and creating the success and abundance they desire. You will definitely want to listen to that after you hear this episode. There's so much juicy inspiration and information packed into this conversation. So I'm not going to keep you waiting any longer. Please welcome the phenomenal Carrie Green. Carrie Green, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to be here. You've been doing so many cool things for women and helping people get their own businesses off the ground. And I was just saying before we hit record, like what a perfect guest you are for our show. And you have your own podcast and book and all the things. So I want to know the story of like how you got to do any of this, like sort of what's the before that led you to where you are now? So I first entered into this entrepreneurial world by accident, kind of. So I was actually years ago, it was 2005, I was finishing my first year of studying law at university and I'd completely run out of money and I was like, I need to figure this out. And so I was like looking for job opportunities and it was like between selling ice cream at Cirque du Soleil, which kind of was appealing because I really wanted to see Cirque du Soleil. And um, this opportunity came up to basically be a reseller selling phone unlock codes online. And I was like, what the heck is a phone unlock code? I don't even really know and understand phones, but great. This sounds like a much better option. So I kind of went with it and like quickly realized I need to learn about websites and how to get people to a website and how to sell online. And I was just like playing around like in between lectures and from my disgusting little student room trying to figure this out. And it was amazing when it started making money. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you can literally be sat in a bedroom at university making money online. (laughs) It felt really weird. And then I, in my third year, I went to night school to learn more about web development and When I graduated, the business was doing really well and I decided that I wanted to kind of stay focused on that. But then I remember I was living in Birmingham, which probably means nothing to everyone all over the world, but I was living on my own in this apartment and there would probably be like three days in a row when I wouldn't leave the house or the apartment. And I was just working by myself and I felt so isolated. And I came up with an idea to create a platform for women in business because I thought surely there's got to be other people out there like me doing this stuff. So many of my friends were like on graduate schemes and going out partying with their colleagues. I was like, I don't have any colleagues. (laughs) Um, And every time I would go to a networking event, I was like the only young person and woman there. The rest were men in suits. And I was like, what the hell am I doing here? (laughs) So that kind of led me to this idea to create this platform. But then I got stuck in my own head for a really long time with it all for like three years, actually. I went round and round in circles. I was in despair. (laughs) And I was putting it off because I was afraid. I was like thinking it felt really vulnerable to to put it out there because it wasn't phone unlocking that I could hide behind. But then, yeah, 2011, after a series of things happening, I just had the courage to finally put it out there and set the Female Entrepreneur Association up and have a look back, really. It's just been a wild adventure. Who would have thought all started with phone unlocking? (laughs) It's such a great story and it is so relevant to what's going on right now in the world. I love hearing you say that you were hitting some resistance in law school, trying to figure out what you really wanted to do and then started making money online, which, oh my God, how much do people need to be able to do that right now? And then I love thinking about you for three years spinning on this idea because on the other end of you putting it in the world, women rallied around you. And it's just so important that you had the generosity just now to really 
stop and highlight that part of the story and was afraid for three years, which is where so many people are right now. And on the other side of you just doing this thing, it became a movement. Women were so happy that you showed up. So for people who don't know for some reason, tell them what the Female Entrepreneur Association, tell us what it is, what it became, and what were some of those pillars of how you grew it into what it is. So I've always thought of it as like an online platform community hub for female entrepreneurs to get together virtually online. My goal is to inspire and empower as many women from around the world as possible to turn their ideas into successful businesses and to realize that they can do it and that it's possible to create a lot of success. And yeah, it went from me just having that vision and mission to becoming in this incredible network of hundreds of thousands of women. And we have like a a membership, we've got 5,000 members. It's just been amazing. And then I've made my own dreams come true with like writing a book, getting it published with Hay House. And um, it's just been a wild adventure and it's been so fun to get to this point. And for me, I think the biggest thing that has helped me to do this is that I really focused on building a community rather than a business. And I think that's made all the difference. And also think that the other really, really key thing was that when I started FEA, I just wanted to be of service. I just wanted to put, take the pressure off myself and just show up and help people and do whatever I could to add value in some way. And slipping into that mindset, I think is what helped me to break through so much resistance and actually create so much success. It's kind of funny, really, actually, because I don't really tell people this much, but in 2009, I'd created, I I love creating little challenges to myself. And in 2009, I'd created this challenge, which was called Mission to Make a Million in 365 Days. And I set this blog up um, to document my journey to making a million. And um, I set off on this journey on day one, did a terrible job, like I write about how I was really lazy. I didn't get out of bed. I didn't make it to the gym. I was failing from day one. And then it got to like day 65. And my blog entry was around the fact that it was really hard. And I realized that it kind of felt impossible. Little did I know it was my second to last day of blogging because on day 66, that was my last blog entry. And I gave up the challenge and it felt impossible. And it's funny because then in 2011, I created another challenge for myself, but that challenge was really focused around how can I condition myself for success so I can move out my own way? Because I realized that I had to change if I wanted my life to change. And so it was kind of like, how do I condition myself for success? How can I be the best version of myself? How can I just let go and just like do what feels good and allow myself to do that? And then part of that came the whole idea of just wanting to show up and serve and be of help to people. And it was that that got me the success and the millions, not me saying, I want to make a million. Like that did not get me anywhere. <laughs> so it's, it's really so interesting. And that, that shift really, for me, changed so much. But yeah, that but, community building, all of that stuff has been so powerful. It's a beautiful distinction and it's important. And I feel like I really relate to that. You know, with my podcast, It wasn't until two years into growing this podcast that I offered anything to my audience that they could pay me for. Like I wanted so badly to help people live their dreams already. Like I wanted to just share that content. And so I want to talk about what wound up happening. What did you wind up doing to make those millions, to make it a success in the beginning, right? I think that that's where it's the hardest. And so when you think back, I know it's been a minute, what did you do? And what did you start to see 
that grew it from the first three people to the next nine people? Like what were those first few pieces like? So the very first thing that I did was got really clear on what my mission was. And it was to inspire and empower as many women as possible to build successful businesses. And I was very, very clear on what I was setting out to, to do. Once I'd done that, I literally started talking about it and getting myself out there in any way I possibly could. And I asked people, like the same when I built my first business, I asked questions because you don't have all the answers. Well, firstly, I started showing up to in-person networking events because I was like, right, I know I can go on Google and I can find local networking events and I can start going along to them and I can find women's networking events and I can start going along to them and connecting those people and find out where those people are hanging out. And it was actually through doing that that I connected with a friend of my sisters and she did a lot of stuff on LinkedIn and then I realized there were groups on LinkedIn back then so then I got on groups on LinkedIn and realized that that, there was a whole world there so went on LinkedIn started connecting with people started like adding connections and messaging people and then like I had a website set up that I'd created didn't really have really I, I can't remember whether I must have had little bits of content on it and then came up with this idea to do this interview series called how she did it. And I kind of felt like it was a way for me to create really valuable content, but also connect with the women that I was trying to connect with, because I was like, these women are out there. I need to go and find them and connect with them. So I thought, well, who doesn't want to be interviewed? So I literally went into LinkedIn groups and into these in-person networking events. And I said, I'm running this series called how she did it. I'd love to interview you. And so people were like, yeah, oh my gosh, I want to be interviewed. And so they were responding to me and I was then publishing their interviews. I was sharing them with them. They were then sharing them with their audience. And and like, even though looking back, it was really small steps that now would seem completely insignificant. At the time I was like, oh my gosh, like people are really liking this. People think that this is such a great idea. Like the feedback I was getting from conversations I was having with people in real life and for the connections I was building online, they were real. And I was like, I am doing this. This is momentum. And then I kept going with that. Then eventually at some point I started on the website like an email list and it was kind of like a sign up become part of this project become part of this movement type thing probably didn't even have any weekly email set up at that point but I did start to build that email list up which then transitioned into eventually me doing this weekly email that was to inspire and empower and little quote of the week and tip of the week and woman of the week um and so I kept doing that then I also kind of stumbled across Facebook and realized that, I, you know, I was posting out every day on Facebook, inspirational quotes, all sorts of things to see what I could build momentum with. And as that first year progressed, the audience built, the momentum built. I literally on LinkedIn was saying yes to any blooming opportunity that came up to do anything. So I was traveling from where I live, just south of Manchester, down to London, like all the time, like multiple times a month I was going down. Like someone would be like, oh, there's a networking event going on. I'd love you to come. I'd just go. And sometimes I'd be sat on the train thinking, what the hell am I doing? But then sometimes when I'd be there, I'd meet one person and that one person would spark off so many things. Like I remember one time someone invited me to, it was crazy. They invited me to be a judge on a panel. And I was like, oh my God, someone's asking me to be a judge. So I was this judge. And then I met this other guy who was like chairing the panel 
called Michael Heyman. And he had this huge entrepreneurial festival. And then we got to know each other and we kind of just clicked. And then he invited me to this festival. He nominated me for this award. I've blooming won the award. I met all these people. Like it spiraled and I just met all these incredible people because I was putting myself out there. And it's like, you know, when you show up for your message and you put yourself out there, the pathway unfolds in a way you can never foresee. And I think when you're starting out, so many people, and I remember being there myself, you just want someone to tell you, but how, but how? And you just want to say, just take the tiniest little step and then take the next tiniest little step and the next little tiniest step and the path will unfold. But right now you can't see exactly what the 100% right strategy is. And there's probably a million different right strategies. It's just kind of following those breadcrumbs and taking action and So as I continued to take action, I started to see that Facebook was actually a really huge platform for me. And then I went all in on Facebook and I was like, right, if I can figure out how to become incredible at building my Facebook fan page, then I think I can create success. Because it was kind of in those early days when Facebook fan pages were like really, really powerful. So I began doing that and um, I actually keep a journal. Like I'm looking at it right now, actually. And in my journal, I documented like the first day I started running ads. It was crazy how cheap I could get ads for. And, and that was working. And then I realized ads was helping me to build momentum, even like a really small budget. And so I think by the end of eight months, I had something like 400 email subscribers. But like the year after I started it, I started publishing a digital magazine because my thinking was, okay, so I'm, I'm doing these how she did it stories, but how do I create more momentum? And I started to think, well, if I could do something that other people aren't doing, and if I could associate myself with people who are far more successful than me, then it's going to help elevate me. And so I decided to do this digital magazine. I created this wish list of people that I really wanted to interview that seemed really far-fetched given my audience was really small and this magazine didn't even exist. I remember reaching out to Kim Kiyosaki who wrote this book called Rich Woman that I'd read and I felt like, you know, when you read a book and you're like, somehow they, they have a lot of authority. So I was like really nervous. I was like, there's no way she's going to say yes. And I reached out on her website and asked if I could interview her. And when they got back to me saying yes, I was like, what? Oh my gosh. So then the magazine launched and then that was incredible. And then that built up traction and that, you know, got people talking and people started sharing it. The email list grew. And then I think it took me like, honestly, like two years though, to create my first ever actual freebie. Oh, maybe it was like about 18 months or so. I remember people kept saying, create a freebie, create a freebie. And I was so afraid. It felt overwhelming. It felt complicated. I didn't know how to do it. The magazine was free, but you could just read it online. It wasn't like you had to subscribe. And so I, when I created my first freebie, I remember getting like 6,000 people downloading this little printable I did. I was like, bloody hell, why the hell didn't I do this sooner? And then, yeah, just kind of like started to explore that. But all this time though, I think similar to what you said, like two years in, I still wasn't making any money. And I realized I had so many money blocks. My thing was, I just want to help people. I just want to be of service. I want to inspire people. And I, I thought that if I started charging for things that my focus would shift, it would become about me making money, not being of service. And then the whole thing would just like go wrong. But I basically ran out of money and I was like, well, if I don't sort my mindset out, then there isn't going to be anything. This isn't going to exist any to anyone. And I'm not going to be of any use. And, um, I remember like working on my money blocks, really, really trying to get over them. And then that kind of led into me doing, it was some crazy things happened. And, you know, it's like when you make a decision to get over something, like the universe, it's like shows up and it's like, 
here you go. Here's the pathway that you've been resisting this whole time. It's been right in front of your face. And um, I remember doing all this mindset stuff, which was really basic. It was literally me making the decision that I was going to get out of my own way and made a visual financial abundance visualization for myself that I began listening to every day. And um, I remember getting this email through from Lewis House. It was just like his weekly newsletter to his whole audience. And I'd never really, I just often don't open stuff. And I opened this email and I clicked through and then for some reason scrolled down to the comments of his blog post. And I'd seen that he'd like replied to a comment and he'd left his email address. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to email him. So I emailed Lewis House and I was like, hey, I really love what you're doing. Would love to support in any way I can. And I remember being out at dinner that night and he'd replied and I'd been drinking way too much wine. I was like, oh my gosh, Lewis House just replied to my email. And then I replied, which probably shouldn't have. Um, and then like, I think a week or two later on the 20th of December, I ended up doing a joint venture webinar with Amy Porterfield for her project called FB Influence. And like, we made like $2,000 in an hour, which now looking back, given how far we've come, seems like, okay, $2,000. But actually at the, at the time, and for anyone actually, it was like the most mind blowing thing ever. I was like, bloody hell, like this is crazy. How, why have I not been doing this sooner? And not only that, then my audience were completely raving about how amazing it was and how excited they were. And I was like, oh my gosh, actually selling things to my audience that they want is adding even more value. How have I not seen this this whole time? So anyway, that's basically kind of like a lot of the things that I was doing is I think there's not like a straightforward pathway. And I think that's the thing. It's like everyone has this unique journey and it's really about opening yourself up and taking consistent action. And just like you, you said, like just showing up every single day for this vision, for this dream that you have and just being relentless about making it happen. What you just articulated, a lot of people try to articulate, but you articulated it in a way that I heard it for the first time, oh. which is, People will often say, follow the breadcrumbs, you know, but there's something about your energy. And when you tell that story, what I got, and I hope my audience really gets it, there was no rigidity to what this was going to look like. It was like, I'm open to whatever is coming. I'll say yes to networking opportunities. I'll show up, meet people, let things go where they go, follow my spirit, follow where the momentum is and let it become what it's going to show me it's becoming. That's so gorgeous. And it's so right. When we put pressure on ourselves to know without asking the questions, without showing up and being curious and filled with wonder in the moment, we're going to lose. When we show up and we're like, this is what it's supposed to be. And therefore, every time I compare the picture of what I'm thinking it is to what it is, I'm failing. We are going to screw it all up. When we're just like, let's like go into the, you know, the lab and play with purple and pink and splatter this on the wall and talk to this person and then go to this thing. And then, oh my God, look what it's turning into. It's a co-creation, right? It's you and whatever's coming up. And it's like that, that sort of synchronicity meeting you and you meeting it and boom, gorgeous. Like I love, bravo. What a beautiful journey. It's awesome. Oh my God. I can't wait to keep going with this. But first, let's just take a quick ad break. I have three little girls at home and it's been stressful trying to keep them entertained without staring at screens all day. And that's why I was so relieved when I heard about KiwiCo. It's a science and art subscription box for kids tested by kids, and it's more fun than any game they can play. Basically, every month your child can get super cool hands-on science and art projects that encourage them to be innovators and creative thinkers. 
I especially love that they have different crates for kids of all ages. So all my girls had their own crate and they had so much fun with them. For instance, my littlest one, Maddie, got the koala crate, which had this really cool rainbow kit. She was so excited about mixing the colors and she made this little tote bag. And my middle daughter got to build her own kite and we spent a day taking it out in the backyard. My other daughter made a kaleidoscope. They just felt so accomplished and it's awesome for them. And they're really excited to see what's in the next box. KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com slash dreamjob. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash dreamjob. I also want to go back to now that you've done so much, what could we give folks as tools who don't have that time right now, right? Especially during this pandemic, they might not have a job to go back to. And they're like, oh, I wish that, you know, Carrie, knowing as much as she knows, having worked with so many entrepreneurs, is there any quick scrappy action I can take over the next six weeks to start making money? What, what do you think that would be? I honestly feel like for me, I have my biggest shifts and the biggest breakthroughs when I am in the right place from an energetic perspective. And I think right now with everything that's going on and this really bizarre things happening in the world, sometimes people are sat in a bit of a panicky energy or stressed out understandably. And I think I've, I've personally been working really hard to get myself into a place where I feel good. Cause when you feel good, then things flow and things can come to fruition so much easier and so much faster. So for me, I firstly think you really should like, we should all, I'm doing this. It's working on my mindset so much. So like I meditate every day. I don't think everyone has to meditate every day. Just personally for me has really helped me to like have just 20 minutes of just like quietening my mind and like the nuggets and the downloads I get sometimes are like amazing when I, when I do that, I listen to things every day that inspire me and empower me and make me feel abundant and make me realize that I need to get myself into an energy and space where I feel like the most amazing things are going to flow to me, that abundance is going to flow to me, that the right ideas are going to flow to me. And I'm going to trust that the right ideas are going to pop up. The right people are going to come into my life. The right opportunities are going to arise. The money's going to flow. There is abundance of everything that I need to support me to creating success right now. And when I get into that space, miraculous, incredible things happen that I could never have foreseen. So like recently I was stuck on something and I wanted to make progress with it. And I was like, if I keep living in this space of resistance, I'm never going to figure out the idea. So I just let go and allowed myself to trust and just say, the right ideas are going to come to me at the right time and they're going to be perfect. And then boom, like you just sat there and out all of, out of nowhere, this idea comes and hits you and you're like, that's it, that's it. And then you have a little bit of momentum and you feel like the progress that you're making. So so that is the first thing I would say is like really work on getting yourself in that space where you feel so good and you feel so bloody excited about the possibilities and what you can create. And you just know that that success and that abundance is yours for the taking and whatever happens, you're putting your stake in the ground. You're like, right, I believe a hundred percent with conviction that I, this is my life and I'm going to make it so blooming amazing. And I'm going to open myself up to the possibilities. So Firstly, doing that, because then like it goes back to what we just talked about. You're not forcing something. You're just opening yourself up to receive something. And then in terms of like quick wins, I mean, when you say quick wins or like making money, like obviously there's so many different ways to make money online. 
so for example like to get the ideas flowing um because there are obviously so many different things you've got digital products you can create like i know people that have really successful businesses where they create like digital downloads like a pdf that they then sell on etsy like i know people that have made like six figures plus in passive income just from doing that people creating digital courses membership sites people who are doing like one-on-one coaching selling physical products online providing a service through like online so all things you can do from home but I think to actually figure out okay so what can I do for myself so I think some asking yourself some really powerful questions I really like to do this a lot to like do like self-coaching sessions with myself to like open myself up so write down 10 ideas or 10 ways that you could be of service or help others right now and just don't overthink it, but just write down 10 ideas for that. Write down, if you can, 10 ways that, or not even necessarily 10, but like experiences that you've had in your life or things that you have gone through that you feel like you could share with others and that would be impactful. So like for me, for example, having the business that I had, you know, when I first started feeling really isolated, feeling really lonely, feeling like I wanted to be able to inspire people. And I loved doing that. But, you know, it kind of was like a calling inside that I kept ignoring. So like maybe you, you know, might feel that way listening, you know, then thinking, does anyone ever come to me for the same thing? Or do I ever hear people saying, oh, wow, I just love talking to you because you make me feel X, Y, Z. And you find that people come to you for advice on certain things or to feel a certain way. Um, Looking at what your skills and talents are and like tapping into that knowledge that you already have and looking at what you absolutely love doing, what your hobbies are, what lights you up. Um, And then asking yourself the question, if success was inevitable, what would your dream business Mm. or dream thing be like? What would be the dream way for you to actually make money? And looking at, and I think that's such a powerful. um, So powerful. What a beautiful question. So then by doing this and answer, asking yourself those questions, and if you really sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and you do this seriously, it's profound what comes out, especially when you stop editing and you let your logical mind sit to one side and you just allow like your right side of your brain and your creativity to come through and you just kind of write and write. It's, it's amazing what ideas will pop up or what you realize is actually there bubbling beneath the surface that you've been ignoring for like three years like me and you've just been putting it off. And so, yeah, ask yourself these questions, just crack yourself open so that you can actually see, okay, here's this thing, I want to do it. And then, for example, once you've kind of grabbed hold or grasped an idea, it's just getting started with one idea and going for it. Like, I was talking to my friend, Stu McLaren, recently, and he was sharing a story about how his first venture into the online business world was selling a Halloween PDF on, like, how to have a good Halloween or something. And he said he spent time, like, creating this PDF and doing it all and putting it together, got it online like a week before Halloween. So we had literally a week to sell this thing, got some ads going on Google AdWords. And then every day would be checking, did I get a sale? Did I get a sale? And wasn't getting any sales. Um, his brother-in-law would ask him every day, did he get a sale? And every day he'd be like, no, I didn't, but, and he'd keep going. And then his brother-in-law felt so bad for him. He asked his friend if he would just go and buy one of these PDFs as a favor 
so a few years later when Stu got married, his brother-in-law was telling the story about Stu with this Halloween ebook business and basically said that he got his friend to go and buy an ebook. And Stu then found out that this first sale that he got was a bogus sale. But he said that $7 sale changed his life because it made him realize that he could sell something online. And so he said he bought like literally hundreds of domains of like, I think it was like Halloween for you, this for you, this for you or something like that. So adorable. What a and- very cool way to share that story it's like just get going with one idea right now because it doesn't matter if it's the be all and end all it's the start of the journey and then it's the adventure and it's like you don't know where you're going to end up yes and that's such an important point because people get so existential and so precious about it it's like but is this me is this everything i was meant to do with my life um seth godin has become like my personal mentor and he's said i kathy i hate when people say what's your purpose? He's like, my purpose? I don't know. If, if I asked myself my ultimate purpose, I'd be teaching canoeing in, in Canada. But instead I say like, how could I be of use right now? And then I come up with an idea and then I do yeah. that and it leads you to, you know what I'm saying? And like exactly. everyone's busy just doing the next idea and then you find your way to what your purpose is. Now, yeah. one of the things that you and Stu have in common are these beautiful memberships. Like that's become something for you that's just so epic and I don't know many people who've done it as successfully as you have. So share that with us. What would you say it takes to do it? And how did we wrap our minds around what that can be? So when I started my membership site, I'd, I was obviously terrified to do it. So I put it off for the whole year because in 2013, I was like, I'm going to build a membership site. It got to like October time and I hadn't done anything apart from put out one survey to my audience. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, crap, I better do something about it because this year's running out. So quickly try to figure it out. And then the day before, thanks, my audience are mostly in the US and I didn't realize it was Thanksgiving because I'm in the UK. Oh Launched God, the membership you. site the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> anyway just put it out there I literally had I did this thing every month where I created like a bundle of business love and it was just like one idea one topic that I was going to teach on and I'd overwhelm myself by overthinking it all so much I was like right just let me keep this simple and I had one bundle and it was called how to program yourself for success because I love talking about it and then it's literally a guide a workbook some little print inspirational quotes and a visualization I think and um launch the membership site with no clue as to what was coming next (laughs) and yeah people started joining which happened because I had worked for the previous two years on building an audience now my audience wasn't huge I think at that point when I launched I had like 18,000 people on my email list so it wasn't small but it wasn't like absolutely huge either and didn't really know what I was doing with like launching either so just put it out there and then that first year was just me figuring out how do I create content starting to realize okay it'll be good to collaborate with some people um get people in like teaching their skill set and it just kind of like really began to evolve by the end of that first year we had a thousand members and I'd been enrollment was open all the time and then so I was getting a bit stuck between customer support, creating content, marketing the website. And I was like, there's a lot going on here. I feel like I'm one of those people, if I want to make something happen, I'm just going to dig deep and work really hard to make it happen. And so by the end of that first year, I was like, surely there's an easier way to do this. And I remember thinking, right, I need someone who's built a really successful membership that's ahead of where I'm at, who can show me the way. And I knew that Michael Hyatt had a a membership called Platform University. So I reached out to him to see if he could mentor me and he didn't have any availability. And as it happens, I happened to be speaking to Jill Stanton and I was telling her this and she said, 
Well, as it happens, Stu McLaren, who works as, as Michael Hyatt's strategic business partner, is going to start like doing mentoring. I was like, who is Stu? So I like looked him up and I was like, right, you can help me. Emailed him. He didn't get back to me. So I sent him like loads of emails. I think he was doing a launch or something. Like when he finally emailed back, I was like, yes, like this is it. Flew over to Canada for a one day VIP date session with him he was like Carrie change this launch up like close it down only do like enrollments certain times throughout the year I was like are you crazy anyway listen to him and then did a look like close it down a few months later did a launch and had like 1200 people join in seven days and I was like okay I just got more people in seven days than I had in an entire year <laughs> this was a good strategy and so yeah I just evolved and I just learned how to create and cultivate an amazing community and and people often ask about that and I think for me it's like the energy that you put in like as the community leader you create and hold that space for those people and like that's precious and the way I show up for them and the way I feel about them and my intentions and goals for them are so important and I feel like it's so important to say I have to say so aligned with that and yeah the team's expanded and now we work with loads of different experts and to be honest I'm actually really lot not involved in a lot of that I'm involved in showing up and being there for the community and every now and again I do a piece of content that month but mostly we work with amazing experts and like Amy Porterfield and amazing people who come and teach their things so it's been really amazing to have built a multi seven figure business just on a membership site <laughs> to have that recurring revenue and to know that is there is amazing especially like I had a, uh, my son in 2018 and I was kind of off on maternity leave and then I kind of went through a phase of feeling like I needed to figure out team stuff and so I was in team and operations and really got my head so stuck in that that I wasn't focusing on like community or marketing and so I definitely feel like the business suffered a bit but we were able to get through it successfully and not really have an impact financially because it's a membership site. One thing I just really love about it is you're curating a community. Like you, Carrie, happen to be at this point so successful by every standard and you are an expert. But for people who aren't, when you have a dream, right, and you want to be more mindful or you want more happiness in your life or you want to be a better parent or you want to be better at sewing you're saying like you could create a membership where you bringing in the experts. Like you could take that pressure off yourself and just hold that space with those dreams and with those intentions. And the product is not the same as a course. It's not a $2,000, $3,000 situation. It's pro I'm going to guess your membership is somewhere between, well, yours is very elite, but I'm going to guess it's somewhere under a hundred dollars a month. It is. Yeah. It's $47. Yeah. $47, right? Which is for those of you listening, think about that. Like, think about how that feels to charge $47, right? That doesn't feel so scary. And the one thing I've heard about memberships that can be tough is that sometimes people give too much. I want my audience to understand that because I think we always feel that in order to be paid, we have to walk on our knees for 10,000 miles. <laughs> like we need to literally give every cell that we have, right? Yeah. And I've heard it's the opposite that especially with a membership, the number one reason why people will leave is because it's too overwhelming. So how, do, how do you do that every month? Like, what do you give? Is it like one video and one worksheet or is it like one live session? Like, how do you make that sing so well? Well, I think actually now when I got started, like I said, I had one piece of that one bundle, that one piece of content. 
now I think sometimes people look at what I've created and think they need to create something similar because we have masterclasses and I've kept masterclasses available because I think, well, I don't want them gathering dust. Like I, we created them to add value. Right. So what is the point of me hiding them for everyone? And also in my audience, everyone's at different stages and everyone runs different types of businesses. So it's like kind of more of like a learning platform with lots of different masterclasses in it. But my point is in a way, what we have can be overwhelming, which is our biggest challenge. And when people see it, I'm like, no, don't just do what I'm doing. Start small, start simple, like keep it simple. It's just kind of grown into this how, cause we've been doing it since 2013. But for us, we have a masterclass every month and it's where an expert comes in. So Amy Porterfield was here the other month and she taught about list building and um, the content is like, it has to be really easy, actionable. There has to be a clear transformation that people are going to get by the end of the masterclass. It needs to not take them hours and hours, literally like we try and keep them so that they're an hour max, but broken up over like several videos and that videos aren't really longer than 10 minutes so that you can go through it really rapidly and get results. And then there's like a workbook that goes along with it. So if you like going through workbooks, you can download them, go through them. So that's like the, the learning piece. And then we also have a hot seat call so that then people can apply in advance to be in the hot seat. And we literally show up on a Zoom call and then like eight to 10 people get to be in the hot seat. And then the experts, so for example, Amy Porterfield will be there, I would be there. And then we bring people into the hot seat where they get to brainstorm with the experts. So it's like actually pretty bloody amazing. <laughs> and then it's really helpful because like then listening, you know what it's like when you listen to hot seats and you've got like an amazing expert and they're giving so much value. You just pick up so much, so many tips. And then I do a goal setting and planning workshop at the end of every month just to help people focus on like do a review of what the month that we've just had and plan out the next month. And then we've got a Facebook community and other little features like an accountability partner. Every month we compare you with an accountability partner and then we change it up. So like this past month, because of everything been going on, I've been doing hot seat calls in the Facebook group every day <laughs> like I just show up for like 30 to 60 minutes and do like a hot seat call and like try and get through as many people as I can and just help as many people as I can and I literally just say I'm here for the next 30 to 60 minutes to be of any service I can and to help you to brainstorm to chat with you to be someone to look for to, uh, just to listen to you talk like whatever you need me to be and then we also have done this past month like weekly virtual meetups on zoom where we just get together and we do breakout rooms of like five members and we all chat and connect so we kind of play around with like different things because like there's so many amazing tools out there now for us to be able to to do that like like Zoom and whatever else. Harry, yeah, you are unbelievably generous. I, honestly, like that is the most robust, incredible gift I've ever heard that is given. That is amazing. Um, one more question. People's other strain usually with memberships is if memberships are month to month, like how do you keep people in it? And I love this question for you because this question also dovetails into another question, which is part of what you talk about in your amazing book, She Means Business. We'll link to it in the show notes. And one of the things you talk about in your book is how to build a tribe of raving fans, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and I, I want to talk about that for a minute because that's literally what everyone in my audience wants. So I want to know about that because you're not having that problem with people re-enrolling month to month. And I'm curious, why is that? What do you think? And do you think it's because you have created a tribe of raving fans? And if so, what is the one thing you've learned about how to do that? 
I do really feel like as entrepreneurs, the purpose of us is to be of service and to show up and to go above and beyond for our audience and our customers and to wow and delight them and to create the best experience we can possibly create, which is an, always an ongoing evolution. Um, and so I feel like that is definitely at the heart of everything that I do and the way I think through experiences. Obviously, we have retention strategies in place, like when people cancel, like we personally reach out and we give people different offers to test out and we show up and jump on calls and help people and, you know, all that stuff. But I think like someone asked me recently about communities and I, I really do, I mean, it sounds really woo-woo, but I think the energy that we pour into things is just so much more powerful than we could ever comprehend. And I really believe that the energy that I pour into this community, like this sounds maybe really weird, but like sometimes I close my eyes and imagine this white light coming out from me and I imagine it going and reaching like all the members and just and consuming those people in this white light. And I just imagine that they are feeling successful and they are abundant and they are creating amazing things for themselves and that they feel supported and I want them to feel how much I care for them and how much how much this means to me I want them to really feel that and I think because I care so much about it that they feel it because I only know it from like when you and I experience things when I'm part of groups and you feel that that person actually really cares it makes such a difference and for me, weaving that energy throughout everything that I create. And like, for example, the book, like it was so hard to write that blooming book. (laughs) But my intention was, I knew I wanted to feel like the best friend. I wanted people to read it and know I'm in the trenches with you. I am speaking to you. And to have that feeling of like actually being inspired and empowered. And it's really funny because the number of people that have actually said, I feel like you're my best friend. And I thought, well, that was intentional. So I'm really glad that you said that because that was my goal. And, um, I think it comes through. So I think it's just getting intentional about who do you want to be? Who do you want to be to your audience? What relationship do you want with your audience? How are you going to show up for them? How are you going to wow and delight them and just be there for them? And it doesn't mean going crazy. Sometimes less is more, but I think it's just truly trying to communicate and let them know like how much they mean to you and how much you care. And it can be the smallest thing. But I think the biggest thing is just having that intention and holding that intention and holding that space. When you build a tribe of raving fans, you create the container for those people to come and be part of, you know, so you're responsible for that energy of that group and the the vibe that you're setting. So you've got to be so intentional about it. That's what I would say. You're like my favorite. Like I can feel how real it is for you and you're so sparkly about it and so genuine and there's such humility and there's such grace. It's just gorgeous. Um, so tell us, you have a podcast, She Means Business, which is really, really helpful because it's also the same name as your book, which yeah. I just mentioned. <laughs> um, so tell us one thing about the podcast. Like, what is it that made you want to start the podcast? You already created this membership. You already have the Female Entrepreneur Association. What do you want people to walk away with when they listen to the podcast? The same goal as with anything. I just want people to feel really inspired and empowered. I want people to get that feeling like, anything is possible. Like I can do this. Cause like, I always think you live one life and we have to make it as amazing as we possibly can. And it's like what you're saying, like with Seth saying, it's not about finding your purpose. It's about realizing our purpose is to just, to be 
the best we can be to open ourselves up to the possibilities and to just see what amazing things that we can make happen. And I just think we all need to give ourselves permission to do that. So if people get that from the podcast, then that's a a win. That is such a win. We're going to link to all of this. My last question for you, which is a through line in everything we talked about. And I want to end with this because I'm sure that I have no doubt that people are so inspired right now, taking notes, ready to sort of take on the world. But what comes up for everyone is that feeling that you were just sort of alluding to, which is not feeling permission, not feeling like they're enough, feeling like there's already other people doing it better. Why does the world need me to do it? I'm less than, and therefore I don't see possibility. How did you and how are you helping people break through that imposter syndrome so that they have the courage to give themselves permission and go do things? I mean, I think just sharing lots of stories so people realize what's possible. And I mean, I just love sharing quotes. And my favorite quote of all time by Viktor Frankl, who said, everything in life can be taken away from you, except for your freedom to choose how you respond. Like, how are you responding in life? And like when things are hard, when you feel the doubts and the worries, when you aren't giving yourself permission, like how do you choose to respond? And like, are you going to be your own best friend and empower yourself to live your best life ever? Or are you going to keep yourself stuck? You get to choose. So it's like, make the right choice. This is it. It's not a dress rehearsal. I'm so lucky that you were here today. I, you just breathe life into all of us. And I know that you're just going to continue to to do this and do such good for the world. Tell us where we can find you and thank you so much. I am over on Instagram at I am Carrie Green or at Female Entrepreneur Association. So yeah, hanging out there for like all the stuff, all the links, everything. Beautiful. Remarkable. I need new words for you. You're awesome. And <laughs> this was such thank a you. gift. Really, really. You're oh, such a gift. You. How amazing is Carrie? Amazing. Okay. Here are the takeaways. Number one, When you show up for your message and put yourself out there, the pathway unfolds in a way you can never foresee. Follow the breadcrumbs and take action. Number two, get yourself in a place where you feel excited about the possibilities and what you can create, and you know the success and abundance is yours for the taking. Number three, just get going with one idea right now. It doesn't matter if it's the be-all or end-all. It's the start of the adventure. Number four, create and hold a space for people. That is precious. Number five, our purpose is to be of service, show up and go above and beyond for our audience just to wow and delight them, create the best experience for them. It'll always be an evolution. Number six, everything can be taken away except your freedom to choose how you respond. Number seven, get intentional about what you want to be for your audience and what you want your relationship with them to be and how you want to show up for them. And number eight, be your own best friend. Empower yourself to live your best life. This isn't a dress rehearsal. You only live once. Make it as amazing as you possibly can. Thank you guys so much for listening. I can't tell you how grateful I am for you. I mean it. I mean, I I think about it literally like probably every five minutes of the day. So thank you so much. Remember, we are doing this incredible here for this experience. It's called Here for This. It's a five-day challenge. It starts next Monday go sign up. We're already having so much fun. I swear, you'll see. We have a special private Facebook group for everyone who signed up and we're already chatting and having so much fun in there every single day. You can go to kathyheller.com slash here for this to sign up or kathyheller.com slash challenge to sign up for it, but go ahead and sign up for it. Also, um, every month we're doing another star giveaway and we're going to choose two of you to get a scholarship to my program plus 
adorable swag, which includes a hoodie or a mug. Some of them say heart of a hero. Some of them say let your color shine. So cute. So go ahead. All you have to do is subscribe, tag, and review star. So you're going to subscribe to the podcast, which is free. Go ahead and post about the podcast on your Instagram and tag a friend and then leave us a review. Take a screenshot of the review and email it to us with the subject line star. Send the email to hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and then you can enter the giveaway and we'll choose two of you to get the scholarship and some cool swag at the end of every month. So go ahead and do it. You guys are the best. I can't wait to spend five days with you guys next week. So get in on it. Go to kathyheller.com slash challenge. You can also find the link in the show notes. The link is also in my Instagram bio. It's going to be so great. I always have so much fun when we get to spend that kind of quality time. So definitely, definitely, definitely be there. And if you can't be there live, we will send you the replays. Either way, I'm looking forward to it. I love you guys. You're the best. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. When you just can't sleep, when you're counting sheep, I'll be here for you, I'll be here for you. When you need to talk, take a good long walk. I'll be here for you, I'll be here for you.
看。